Hey there, I'm James McKinvin. And I'm Dagobert Renouf. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and the ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. In this episode, Dago talks about reinventing himself on Twitter, dealing with sickness as a founder and attempts to find 50 shades of grey to wear. I, meanwhile, ponder just a single thing. Is it worth selling my baby, aka my podcast? Let's get into it. I'm very sorry, I don't have my beautiful camera set up because I'm saving it for later. Because you're like, good, I have to go somewhere or something. No, I'm cheating on you with another podcaster. I I think I spoke on like the very first episode about losing a client that I've been working with or client churn. And this one client, I'll just say it was JR from Lemon Squeezy. He reached out almost immediately after churning and he apologized. And he was like, look, man, I'm so sorry. I, I, I actually didn't mean to churn. It was just got busy. We sort of forgot about doing the podcast. Do you want to come on and be like a co-host on their podcast? And he'll pay me money regularly to do it. And I was like, yeah, cool. That sounds good. And then it just sort of never happened. And since they've they've sort of scooped up a lot of the Gumroad angry people that have left because of it, mm-hmm. they've grown and they want to still do the podcast. So tonight I'm doing like a like a test recording with yeah, plus the other clients. So like that could be a good sum of money every month. And yeah, you were saying about the client that I work with regularly. Uh, it's going. It's happening. We're doing it. We are doing one episode every two weeks at the moment just to see how it went and we're publishing episodes on youtube the youtube episodes are going great they're getting loads of downloads the show's growing and then we may go towards doing weekly episodes we're going to decide at the end of the quarter yeah and if we do weekly yeah then that's basically twenty four thousand pound for the quarter and about six thousand a month which is huge for me yeah plus the other one and you and you're set yeah yeah that that'll solve a lot of my my money money troubles how are you how have you been what have you been up to so today i'm sick and i've been sick this week which is which i hate because it's not even i got cold or anything it's fucking long covid it's like i got covid more than a year ago and this week my body decided to have covid again so (laughs) this week i'm tired all the time even when i sleep 10 hours a night which i never do i usually sleep eight but like even sleeping 10 i wake up i'm tired so I'm so pissed because that was the week I was finally starting on Logology 2 and I basically could work three hours on it so far and I was exhausted. So that's the worst. So I don't feel good about it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's this thing. Like I have to accept that I don't control everything. I have to let my body, whatever the fuck it needs to do. And, you know, that's that's it. Well, I'm still not accepting it, but, you know, I know I should. So, Man, it's so frustrating when you're ill, especially when you, like, are excited to get stuck into something for the week and then you just get stuck being ill. I don't get sick very often, so I don't sort of expect it. And so we've had a couple of weeks off. When I came back from my trip, I got ill literally the day I arrived back and it was the worst sort of cold I've had. It wasn't COVID, but I was just wiped out completely. I had to stay in bed all day for like four days and I never do that. I hated it. 
and I just felt so stuck and annoyed that I couldn't do my work. But I feel like it may be a sign that we're disconnected from our bodies, from whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we get sick because, you know, we need, I, I feel like it's healthy to get sick at least once a year somehow. Like it's a good thing. You know, whatever. I'm just frustrated, but I decided I will rest the rest of the week, which I hate to decide to do, but yeah. I will just rest and do almost nothing except be on Twitter for a couple hours here and there and, and just fucking watch TV or play games. Fuck, I hate it. <laughs> you know, but Get, something like that. Getting sick as a, as a founder, I, I don't think people talk about it enough, how no, challenging no. and damaging it can be. If you rely on your... Emotionally, like, like when I was a kid, well. when I was 15, I loved getting sick. I fucking loved it. I could stay <laughs> home, play Zelda, play GTA, whatever. And just, I loved it. I loved it. And now every time I like, I'm getting sick, I like, fuck, I don't want to be sick. I want to work. And, you know, so that's the way it is. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I hope you feel better next week. What else have you been doing? So... The reason I'm, I'm frustrated too is that, you know, I needed to write some tweets before I could go back to Logology. And, you know, I wanted to bring new ideas, new ideas for tweets. And I had one week scheduled to write tweets, but it ended up taking me three. And I was even more demanding. I mean, I was trying to get even better quality. So I was supposed to write two months of content, but I wrote basically one month of high quality content. But it was the best thing because it had been a while since I had sat down and thought, okay, what am I going to talk about? What are the new ideas? And, you know, initially I kind of like make it, made it too complicated. I tried to reinvent the wheel. Okay, I'm not going to yeah. make jokes about marketing anymore. I'm going to change everything. <laughs> I want it to be different. And eventually I realized, okay, I still want to make these jokes. I'm still having fun talking about marketing and, and like, I basically it, uh, these three weeks allowed me to reconnect with myself and what I wanted to do with my tweets uh, in a way like without pressure, without having to publish content uh, right away because I had some some content written in uh, ahead of time anyway. So it was very good to not be in a rush to create tweets because I had been in a rush for like six months. Every time I was spending time to write tweets, I was basically you know, rehashing the same content I had been, I had actually thought about six months earlier. So I found some new ideas and I love it because it's not like revolutionary. It's just like season two. It's like same Dago tweets, but a bit different, a bit improved, a bit more, you know, the memes are a bit sharper. Everything is a bit cleaner, a bit sharper, a bit more authentic. So it's just a nice progression. And Now I'm very happy because I'm so happy to find new ideas for tweets. I feel more relaxed around it. Not just because I have some content written, but because like when I started tweeting, I was putting myself under so much pressure with each tweet. And now that yeah. I'm more comfortable, I'm like, I mean, I'm writing some like stupid tweets now from now and then, but still trying to make them go viral. But like, I'm, I'm more like more chill and writing comes easier. So like, I, I loved spending these three weeks doing that. It's exactly even like what you did with this podcast, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You started out like really wanting it to be the the best and the greatest and reinventing yourself for the pods. But as exactly, soon as you yeah. chilled and relaxed into it, it got so much better. And I feel like that's what you've done with the tweets a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I went through this for the past <laughs> few weeks with the tweets. 
And, you know, so now I'm very happy. And I had my best week in a long time last week. I published five memes and four of them went viral, like more than a thousand likes, which is not common. I mean, they usually get good traction, but not as big. And so, yeah, so I'm, I, I had a very good time, even though I was a bit feeling stupid for needing so much time to think about, okay, what are my ideas now? You know, to talk about who I am now and not the Dago from last year who was learning about marketing, yeah. not making any money, you know, I want to stay authentic and just talk about my journey. So I had to spend time thinking about, you know, what, where I'm at now. I loved your tweet that went the most viral, the one of your desk setup. Imagine having Which a boss one? again. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not even a meme. But yeah. Oh, and this thing. Yeah, this imagine having a boss again. I basically one day, some, someone asked on Twitter, hey, share the picture of your desktop. And I did. And mine looks very boring. But people noticed that posted. And I thought, oh, I should tweet about that. So I tweeted. And so now Lucy is actually designing merch around that because people got crazy around that yes. posted. And so next week we will have posters with that thing. We will have a coffee mug and a t-shirt with Imagine Having a Boss Again on it. And, you know, we're going to sell them on a website that we're calling Swagology. And that's going to be... Swagology, that's great. Yeah. And that's going to be... And we have also tons of ideas that we've been working on for some time, but we never, like, uh, did it. Every month we're going to launch, like, a new t-shirt about something fun and yes. motivating about the startup life. And it's not really to make money because like you can't make money with t-shirt like it's impossible. Yeah. It's more like, you know, so we're not going to, we're going to make basically the base cost to cover, you know, the whatever. But we're just going to want to spread the love of like startup challenges. I think it can be very fun. That's a great idea. And it will help the funnel a little bit because yeah, you yeah. will. It's always good. It's always just good. naturally get more eyeballs onto your Twitter, yeah. onto your other projects. That's so it. that's cool. Oh, I've just seen last week you had a meme from The Office <laughs> and I have been watching loads of The Office. When I was ill, I, I could oh, do yeah, literally nothing but watch TV and I have been binging The American Office and it was amazing. Have you watched it? So as a Brit, you love The American Office. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was possible. So no, the, the, yeah, I mean, I, I basically the thing with The Office is like it depresses me. So, because you know there's the Brit version there's the US version they even did one season of a French version that is how I got into it like when I was 16 I discovered it this way and so I know the five first episodes in three versions I know the French first five episodes I know the English first five episodes <laughs> I know the US but when I get to episode five I love it but I'm depressed because it's like Dude, it seems like the worst thing in the world to be working in an office like that. Like, it's so, it's stressing me out to see this life. So it's not funny to me. I mean, it's very funny. I, I love it, but like, I can't take it. It's too It's funny because it's uh, absurd. I've, I've, I've never have been worked in a workplace like that or seen it. it even the, uh, the too, UK yeah. one is just miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the latest, latest one that's what I watch. It's very miserable. Because like Steve Carroll is like, so over the top that you can exactly. see it, but like you believe in like Ricky Gervais you really believe in this fucking <laughs> yeah. that's true that's it's true worst. have you ever yeah, watched dude. Silicon Valley yeah I watched the whole thing I love oh it. my favorite yeah. program I, I mean, mean uh, last, last couple of seasons get a bit too tired but yeah 
it's the only TV series I've watched twice and happily watched twice. Oh, wow. Shit. Yeah, I haven't done that. The funny thing about Silicon Valley that I noticed, like the last season, you know the guy who plays the Indian? And yeah. he he's now a famous actor. You know, he's everywhere. But like, you see that he was already getting famous because <laughs> you see in the last season, he's all beefed up. Jack, like, it's yeah. very weird because like, he's supposed to be this nerdy guy. <laughs> and from one season to the next, he getting like 20 pounds of muscle and he's all square and shit now. But I, I love that show. Yeah, I miss it. Cool. Bit off topic there. If we're going to hit our target, we need to wrap yours up in two minutes and then I can do the last 10 minutes. Yeah, there's something that I did last week is, you know, so now that we are making some money, I can finally buy clothes again. <laughs> wow, I can buy myself pants, which I couldn't for so long. So <laughs> I bought some clothes. And, you know, I've always loved, I think it's a man thing. Like Lucy told me, it's a man thing that having one outfit for your whole life, like Steve Jobs, fucking <laughs> jeans, jeans and turtleneck and sneakers, Mark Zuckerberg, old gray, boring shit. Like, you know, this thing of like, you have basically 20 times the same outfit in your closet and you can wear it infinitely. And I, f and I finally found my type of lifetime outfit. And this is this brand that I found that is called Colorful Standard. And basically what they do yeah. is every basic clothes uh, in like a hundred shades of color. And you can get basically a full outfit. So like, Boxers, socks, pants, uh, sweatshirts, even a hat, sunglasses in the same exact shade of color. So you look one fucking color. And that's where I bought the t-shirt for recording my course because it was the perfect color of what I needed. Yeah. It's called lava gray. So like whatever volcanic shit, but that was awesome. And so now I have the full, I have jog, literally now I have the boxers, the socks, the sweatshirt and the sweatpants that is the same fucking color, like the same exact U, the same exact X code. And I'm like so happy about it. I don't know why. So I found my outfit. Now I'm noticing I need more variety. I still feel it's too boring. So I'm going to switch like between one or two types of grays, you know, oh wow, crazy. <laughs> but I'm going to like, <laughs> you know, but I'm so happy that I found this perfectly comfortable, not too expensive, high quality, beautiful outfit. I'm like, shit, this is it. I'm just going to buy this thing 10 times, you know, and every month I'm going to buy one more outfit, I think. So well, just spread it out. I'm pleased you finally had some money to buy some clothes for yourself. I was thinking you were starting to look very scruffy. And now you can just okay. rotate between your different types of grey. I, I think as a male, it's very easy to dress. I have like one pair of Levi's jeans that I buy a new pair every two years. And then I rotate various grey t-shirts. Well, no, this one, this one is my salmon Fancy. Patagonia. You would have seen this on my course, and it's like one of my favourite t-shirts. I buy my clothes from Uniqlo, like a lot from Uniqlo, then like branded swag. So I have a lot of my own Witzel Craftco t-shirts, which I like wearing because I was like, I yeah. often wear other people's brands. Why not wear my own? So I got a bunch of cool. bunch made up. Finally solved that. And if one day I have one million followers and I'm famous, they will know me as the gray guy. They will know the gray me guy. The like shades of gray guy, kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's perfect. That's the perfect brand because that's literally true. And that's a bit, you know, sexy. So that's fun. Cool, man. Well, I don't have too much in terms of updates, although I did 
float an idea. I think we might have spoken about this on an episode we haven't released yet about potentially selling indie bites or like finding a way to get a quick cash injection because we've spoken a lot about my money and how I struggle with it and I'm just bored of being in debt and I want to be able to clear it and it seems every time I have like a smaller invoice paid I have to like be careful and keep some of that for the next few weeks and months to pay bills or it will be paying fines and interest and stuff from a few months before where I've been completely out and so I'm thinking what are my options just get a nice big chunk of money in so I can clear a lot of the debt and just remove that problem from my headspace and so my options are potentially sell indie bites to someone and then carry on producing the show under a company kind of like indie hackers strike thing oh sell it but keep running it okay. yeah sell it but keep running it just so and then you so- would get paid like monthly or something exactly because oh cool not only do i need the cash injection but i also need more steady monthly income i've spoken about these big invoices that i'm like preparing to get paid for fantastic but it often still causes like it's often still trying to no, i, I know like when and, you're late like it's it's i know well so yeah, you could put it on micro acquire and see what happens you know yeah yeah i mean I, i'd probably have to partner with someone i know because if i'm gonna give up indie bites i want to still have some sort of control over 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 it otherwise it wouldn't be very fun for me to run and you could you you're not thinking of just flat out selling and not running it anymore no no, no. yeah no i'd, I'd want to continue it definitely because I, I i like doing indie bites but it just comes after client work at the moment i will get back on to doing it regularly because mm. i do do still so have how much some you, need? you need like th- you need 30k to clear the debt or something 30k yeah 30k yeah and that's about yeah. two times multiple of indie bytes. Yeah, that's that's that 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 sounds, you know, legit. That sounds like something yeah. you could get. I mean, you have to find the barrier, obviously, but like the the value is there. Yeah, I mean, the the other way of like raising the cash quickly could be, or like raising the cash at once could be, like getting a sponsor year up front. Yeah, and then like locking them in for the price if anyone wants to do that, and then they can be a partner for the year. That would be great. That'll probably be preferred, but I'm sort of looking at it as can I also get a kind of a job as well producing indie bites and other podcasts that the potential acquirer might want. And how would it feel if indie bites becomes a job? I mean, it feels kind of like that at the moment. It's not as I don't love it as much as I used to. I think I don't know. I haven't really thought of it that much. I just I'm trying to find solutions to the. Um, hmm. And ultimately, I wouldn't know until <laughs> I sold it and started doing it as a job. The thing is, I know I'm really good at it. I know how to do it. It's not like I'd have to learn something new at a new job. It's just, it'll be nice to be pushed to continue it in another way. Okay, and you would just get like a salary every month from it. Yeah. So, yeah, I it, wonder. It, but I don't know. I might regret selling it if I did, but I wanted to float the idea out. If anyone's got any advice, I would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just fascinated of like, I understand selling it. I don't understand keep working on it after you sell it. That's why that's what seems a bit because I'm like, so you because I, I I feel for me like as soon as it becomes a job again, it's like ah, like, maybe it's like but because like you can I, you can you can think that okay this person is gonna let me whatever but like 
they will be in charge now, whatever you say. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like, and, and when yeah. the rubber hits the road, when there's like a crisis or whatever, they will be calling the shots. And yeah. You, you, you are right, but I'm thinking many people tell me I should get a job and I don't disagree with them because it would help with the stability. I'm trying to think like, what's a way I can get a job where I still enjoy it? I, I agree that I, like if crisis happens and then someone else is in control of my baby, yes, that could be a problem. But mm. like, what could you foresee happening that means, like what could they change that I would really struggle with? I don't know, like they want to grow faster and so they have to do things differently. They, something like that. Kind of like when yeah. you have a VC with your startup, they push you to grow faster. So you have to do things you don't necessarily want to do. They want to take sponsors that you don't want to take, that you don't really want yeah. in their products. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just saying, I mean, because I totally understand selling it, but I'm like, just sell it and forget about it and do something else. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think I could do that. I don't think like if someone bought it they, they'd probably that they'd have to like find a host for it and find an editor and then it becomes like a cost center for them whereas i could happily continue it i know a few shows that have been acquired like the host carries on for like six months or something and then they find a new one that is something that could happen but like ultimately problem is how can i get a quick cash injection to help clear some of this debt and then like ongoing income that is more predictable okay. this is a potential solution so if anyone is open to giving me some more suggestions people on twitter have already been amazing i've had some calls with friends about it so there's definitely options maybe you could do an only fans <laughs> you can subscribe to the indie bites membership which gives you exclusive content which is much better than an only fan <laughs> So yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I had on my mind. Wallet sales, if anyone's interested, hit a thousand in January, which was amazing. They are currently at zero in February, and I think Shit. it's well wow. quite related to like how much work I'm putting in it. I've not been telling anyone about it. Yeah, you haven't been on Twitter, haven't been doing anything. Yeah, okay. No, so, but that also happens. Like that happened to me once of like having our best month ever at the time in August 2021. I think we made almost 3k in one month. And then first 15 days of September, we had like one sale and we thought, okay, this is over. We are dead. <laughs> but then it picked up again. So that's the journey. Like sometimes you just have all the bad luck in the same two weeks and then it picks up. So, but yeah, obviously if you stop marketing, that's going to be even worse, but you know, it's going to pick up anyway. Cool, man. All right. Let's wrap up here. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Indie Life. Hope you enjoyed the chat between me and Dago. If you've got any questions or feedback, feel free to send us a message on Twitter. Our handle is at Indie Life Pod. I'll pop a link in the show notes for you. And if you want to watch us instead of listen, a reminder that this pod is on YouTube. That's all from me. Stay indie. James out. <laughs>